0: By doing so, you will be supporting meaningful Jewish educational content, funding the next generation of leaders, as well as furthering Jewish wisdom to people all over the country and all over the world. Please visit www.ValleyBaitMidrash.org. Thank you so much and enjoy the program. Shalom, friends. It's a pleasure to be here today with Professor Peter Van Inwagen, who is the John Cardinal O'Hara Professor of Philosophy Emeritus. While he works in a wide variety of areas of philosophy, much of his work has been in metaphysics, the philosophy of action, and the philosophy of religion. He came to Notre Dame from Syracuse in 95 and was elected a member of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences in 2005. Lots to talk about the professor in terms of his work, the importance of his work and his publications, but we want to jump right in. So, Professor, thank you for taking some time to talk here. Oh, you're very welcome. So to start with a little bit of uh, God talk, if you will, what what is the most important argument for why theism is still acceptable in the contemporary world? Well, you know,
1: that's um, a question that's hard to answer because I don't know that it is less acceptable now than it used to be. You know, I, I'm fond of quoting some words that were written by a, an English abbot, one Peter Cornwall about the year 1200 and writing in that year he said there are many people who do not believe that God exists nor do they think that the human soul lives on after the death of the body they consider the universe has always been as it is now and is ruled by chance rather than providence now I would I always ask people who ask questions like the one you asked do you think that we know something now that they didn't know in the year 1200 that makes belief um, in God less acceptable or more difficult than it was then, and I would like to know what that thing was that's been uh, that's been discovered since then. You know, I'm I'm not able to identify it. Um, I uh, I believe in God. I haven't always believed in God. Um, I sort of underwent a transition when i was about 40 from sort of a not exactly atheism but perhaps a fairly extreme agnosticism um yeah yeah well, like well maybe there's a god but that's uh, not very likely um to being well an episcopalian um so it it's just i need to Answer people who say who ask questions like that. Tell me what you think it is about the modern world that makes uh, Belief in God less acceptable than it was uh, Say 800 years ago
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, very interesting. I have a number of reactions there, but I want to keep I want to keep moving Maybe we'll come back to them Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of the importance of and and the importance of uh, religious thought today what do you feel by and large is one of or the most misunderstood ethic that religion at large, um, has given the world?
1: Oh, um,
0: you know, I
1: once watched with great pleasure the HBO, uh, series called Rome. And in the last, um, and the last, uh, Discs from the DVDs, they had interviews with people and they said, Why are the Romans like us? How are they like us and how are they different? And they said they were different in their extreme brutality, both their willingness to commit brutal acts and their indifference to the brutality around them. Oh, said the interviewer, what do you think made the difference? And the answer was Judeo Christian uh, morality. I think that was a very good answer. You know, I've been in a conference where You had a lot of um, atheists railing against the morality of the God of the Hebrew Bible. Uh, And they never asked themselves the question where did they get this morality that they're using to judge God with? And the answer is they got it from the Jews, through the Christians perhaps, but this is the morality of Sinai uh, that, um, that God gave to the the world, they're using it, maybe a slightly edited form for their own purposes, but it's not the the common morality of the world. Um, it's a very different thing, this belief that each human being is something of value.
0: So l- let me pick up on, on that point, because I think it's an incredibly in- important one. And I'm very aware when talking with a scholar of 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 your magnitude that I'm asking very big, broad questions that you could write and uh, can write or have written entire books on, and your but it's your willingness and ability to respond to them in a meaningful way is why I'm continuing. Um, that w- what is the relationship between human nature and religious morality, which is to say human nature for bloodthirst or violence hasn't changed from the Roman period to now. What is it about an ethic that emerges from religious teaching that how it relates to that nature?
1: The Roman, the Greek, the Egyptian, uh, the morality of the ancient world was a morality um, that said that kings and rulers could do pretty much what they wanted. Then along came a morality that said, you know, ordinary people are important too. In fact, they're just as important uh, as the kings and the rulers. There's no element of divinity in the kings and rulers, they're just human beings like the rest of us. And that was a very different thing. Um, only, at, at, there were, at one point, only the Jews had that. Mm-hmm. Then it spread through Christianity um, to um, people throughout the Roman
0: world, mm-hmm. and people began to find that an attractive idea,
1: that is ordinary people.
0: Okay, so, um, so has religion run its course then? Because this is now a secular idea, now that it's been ingrained into, uh, uh, to some degree, into Western thought, uh, you know, post-Kantian era, and into the notion of human rights, into the model of secular society, does, does religion still need to be present to uphold such a notion of human dignity and that, 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 that the most powerful are not more divine? Well, you know, that's a very
1: interesting question. It's very hard to predict the future, isn't it? I mean, it's very hard to predict. Uh, I guess that's what we do predict is the future. It's very hard to make any predictions about, I mean, supposing that this secularization uh, should continue, uh, what would be the effect on human morality? I don't know, but we might, you know, I can remember um, a self-satisfied atheists saying, well, people said we would start to behave badly uh, when religion um, became less important. It hasn't happened. And I said, well, what would you say, for example, about the Soviet Union? There you have um, a nation where um, millions and millions of people were killed individually with a pistol shot in the back of the neck in a cell somewhere. Um, don't you, uh, a nation ruled by atheists? Um, do you think there's some connection there? Well, it's very hard to prove anything like that. But that was something that this person had never even considered. And he hemmed and he hawed, uh when he heard that, and he didn't really have a reply to it. So I think, you know, there are, if you look at the, the Soviet Union, um, or Maoist... China, or the Killing Fields in Cambodia, all of which are the places where you really had atheists in political control, or something.
0: It raises questions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So, do you do you um, do you believe the do you, pro- <laughs> do you believe the problem of evil can be solved? Um, um, and and let me let me uh, take a tangent to kind of get to that question. Um, I don't want to oversimplify the camps, but let's say someone conservative will might often suggest that um, we are declining, right? We are declining. We once had the good old days of truth, and we we're getting further from that, truth and morality. A progressive, on the other hand, might say, oh, every generation, we're getting closer to a, a moral just society. Um, or someone like a Steven Pinker who says the world is getting less violent, And then there's the postmoderns who want to say every form of progress brings a new form of oppression. It's all cyclical. There's no, there's nothing linear at all. And so I wonder like, what is your, what is your commitment to kind of a trajectory of, of, of history and how that relates to this question of whether the problem of evil can ever be um, really mitigated or, or resolved? Well,
1: There are two separate questions there. One is about the problem of evil, which is a problem about God and why he allows evil in the world. And then there's this question, exactly what kind of evil is going on in the world and is it getting um, a little better or a little worse or a lot better or a lot worse? Let's just say that, first of all, this identification of... um, moral progress is pretty much treating the whole world as if it were Europe and the English-speaking uh, countries. And then, even then, when you suddenly you get to the 20th century, and you find that up to then, the average, um, I hope I've got this figure right, each country murdered about 3% of its own citizens. Uh, in a century in the 20th century countries murdered about seven percent of their and i'm not talking about capital punishment you know i'm talking about extra legal uh destruction of human beings um and something went from three to seven percent in this century that was supposed to be the culmination uh, of the ages in this century we don't know what's going to happen Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I I understand Stephen Pinker's arguments, and his was the name that popped into my mind when you yeah. uh, uh, when you said that. And you know, there is something to be said for his thesis, but even if there has been this kind of progress, it could be very fragile. We really don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. You used the term earlier, Judeo-Christian, and I know that's used quite commonly. And I wonder in what ways that's a helpful phrase and in what ways it's not. Um, do, you, um, do you feel, what, what is it that you think binds those two traditions so closely together other than what, you know, a Torah and Old Testament, whatever we call it, uh, that makes it similar enough that we can talk about a Judeo-Christian ethic? And is um, Islam, Islam as is the third Abrahamic faith, different enough um, that it really is something fundamental, di- fundamentally different than, than a Judeo-Christian ethic?
1: Well, of course, both Christianity and Islam grew out of Judaism. If there hadn't been Judaism, there wouldn't be uh, either of those. Um, Christianity, uh, I mean, every every book of the Hebrew Bible uh, is a sacred Christian uh, text, just as much as the Greek Bible. You know, there's no uh, differentiation their uh, salvation comes through the Jews. Christians and Jews dis, um, disagree about the way it comes through the Jews. Everybody agrees. Uh, Christians, I don't know what the Islamic view on the probably different, but we agree that the the Jews are a people specially chosen uh, by God, and that no other no this is a role that no other people has. It's a special. Uh, role. Um, What that role is, is is different according to Christianity and Judaism, but it's recognized as unique and essential and central uh, by uh, Christianity. Our our Christian morality is the morality of Sinai. You know, and that is, Jesus said he didn't come to all the law, not one jot or tittle. Uh, is going to be uh, different. So you, we got it from you. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's Judeo-Christian. It's that is it. It came to the Jews. It was spread more by uh, Christians.
0: Yeah, right. And do you think the enterprise when we talk about Abrahamic faiths of Islam today is 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 in a similar camp or fundamentally different?
1: I wish I knew more about Islam uh than i do i mean i've been very impressed by one quotation that i often hear from the quran which is god is closer to you than the pulse in your throat and yeah that's true i mean it's central to islam that the evils of the world are due to people trying to put themselves in god's place to take over to snatch the world out of god's hands Yes, that's something that Christians and um, Jews can agree on, yeah. but exactly the points on which Islam differs in morality uh, from you know i I know very little about theoretical Muslim uh, ethics, you know, so i I'm hesitant to say anything uh about um islamic morality i mean about not about whether not about whether muslims are moral but about what they say uh about morality right right very,
0: very good okay professor peter van inwegen thank you so much for taking this time um for sharing these um, uh insights with us and uh, we wish you continued good health and, uh, and success
1: thank you rabbi uh a very great pleasure